yeah, I cuddle with leopards. Mm-hmm. I'm better than you as a person. Yeah. Buy me a drink, asshole. Welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. I am joined in the pod cave today with none other than fan-favorite pod king Ian Dixon. But are you a lame duck pod king at Mm. this point? It's hard to tell. We've got a pod election coming up, Ian. We do. I've decided. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew it was the sound guy's purview? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I thought that would be a decision for the executor to make but i guess uh i'm a i'm a pretty benevolent pod king and i'm willing to listen to the will of the the people yeah and that's that's all it is really it's like i need to get a good head on what do the scott castigators think about the current uh administration Mm -hmm. do they like what's been going on for the past 20 20 25 episodes and i figured for episode 125 100th episode of the first feud cast we're going to announce the results. If you're a Scott Castigator, go to the scottcast.com forward slash election and cast your ballot. There's going to be a nice little form for you there for you to fill in, say who you want to be Pod King. And I think there's going to be a write in portion too. Okay. So if all of a sudden Scott Science wants to be Pod King, <laughs> this is your chance, buddy. <laughs> Kanye West's going to come in with the upset. Right? <laughs> How many Kanye votes can we get? That's that's going to be the question. 0.3%. <laughs> so yeah, this is the first time we're recording um, after it was announced that we're getting a new president. Uh, Joe Biden is now president-ish. Going to be January 20th. President-elect, yeah. That's it. That's the word. <laughs> you're listening to this like two weeks from that happening. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome for that news, buddy. <laughs> Scott Cass. We're here presenting all the latest news way too late. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if the tension ramps up or declines. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, you know this. It doesn't matter who's running the presidency. Because what really matters is who's running the podcast. Who's the pod king? Right now it's fan favorite Ian Dixon. Could it be me again? I've that that's happened before in the presidency, you know, a president would become president and then he would not be president. And mm-hmm. then four years later, he's president again. Yeah. You know, that happens all the time, but also outsiders become president. We, we've seen this recently. What if sneaky D becomes pod King? I mm-hmm. fear for what will happen if <laughs> sneaky D becomes pod King. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll become another fitness channel for him. Yeah. No more of these hour long pods. We're going Four hours hard, all about earbuds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And special effects. (laughs) And yes, it will take three months to make an episode. (laughs) And yes, it will be worth it. Like, I could see him completely taking over the podkingship, podkingancy, by literally, like, delaying every episode for months. So by the time we get to the point like we're at now, where we're like... Uh, milestone episode coming up. Yeah, it's it's been four years since he was podcast. <laughs> you know, and it's a completely a fitness channel. Or I don't know, maybe he wouldn't make it a fitness channel. Maybe he's putting all his fitness eggs in that one basket. Mm-hmm. 
maybe he will just make it an Elon Musk uh, follow show. Could be, yeah. Or Space News, the podcast. I don't know. It seems like dark days for Scott Castor ahead mm-hmm. if Sneaky D gets elected pod king. <sighs> It'll be the first time that we uh, choose a pod king based not on bluster and uh, competition, mm-hmm. but the will of the people. And I don't know what that says about me that I'm scared about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> you know, but you've prepared something for us today. You've prepared something perhaps as of an offering to the Scott Castigators, you've prepared a little uh, game for us. Yeah. They loved the Halloween episode and we're kind of following along that same format mm-hmm. for today's game, which is, what's it called? It's not Trick or Truth now. No, I didn't uh, come up with a clever title this time, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's essentially the same game as Trick or Truth. It's a uh, little movie blurbs. Uh, Trick or Truth 2, The Return. <laughs> And so some of them are real and some of them are not. I didn't do a dozen this time. I did, uh, got four. Well, four and a bonus. Four and a bonus. Four different movie concepts, Mm -hmm. film concepts, and a bonus concept. Yeah. It's 50-50 on the four. 50-50 on the four. And then the bonus one is really for the Scott Castigators. If they're playing at home, they want to, like, maybe they're shooting 50-50 and they want a definitive win or lose situation. How about this? If you answer on the ballot, the correct answer to whether this is a true movie mm-hmm. or not, your vote gets counted for three. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott Cascaders, pay attention to that bonus round. Mm-hmm. That bonus round is where your opinion gets met. And honestly, it it's kind of carries uh, an interesting dynamic where the more you know Ian the more likely you'll get three votes for your one vote. Yeah. They could know you completely and know you well and totally nail whether it's trick or truth and then vote you out. What kind of stab in the back would that be? Three votes for Sneaky D. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if, if the Scott Castigators wish it to be that way, then so it shall be. Some of the greatest speeches in Pod King history. That's amongst them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started on this sweet ass game, man. Ooh, sure, sure. It's, it's trick or truth. Okay, so. <clears throat> so, like I said, two of these are real and two of these are made up. I have not seen any of these. Okay. So if you're looking for clarification about plot points or details, then I cannot provide those. Ah, it's a clever little ruse you've put so, up. So, yeah. Well, here we go. Film number one is Pose Asked. Pose Asked? Pose Asked. Possessed. Like possessed, but with ass. With ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what category of film is this? <laughs> this would be a trauma film. All right. Wherein a a large man accidentally sits on and smothers an infant. Um, the parents are understandably upset and put a curse on the man. His ass becomes possessed and does demonic ass things. There's some silent but deadly kills. 
<laughs> Son of a deadly goat. Okay. <laughs> There's a uh, like the butt cheeks kind of form into hands that like grab a, a dude and his asshole eats its face off. Carnivorous asshole. Ass eating, but not the way you would think. The oh. other other direction. And there's some poop monster action in there. And that's uh, that's what I got for possessed. Initial thoughts. I feel like there's some disturbing things in there, mm-hmm. like an infant smothered by an ass. Mm-hmm. But then there's also some things that I feel like are a combination of different elements. Like I know in Dogma, there was a poop monster. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, would Lloyd take from Kevin Smith and or have like convergent, what is it called? When like two evolved species have the same trait, like a bat has wings and then birds have wings, where two independent species evolved the same function. Yeah. It could be like that for artistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that there's an actual term for artistry as well. <laughs> you don't have to go into biology. <laughs> I'm going to, I want to keep going. I want to see what the other ones are like because I feel like that will give me a little bit better perspective because there's two truths, two lies here. Correct. Okay. Film number two is titled Mr. No Legs. This takes place in Tampa. It's a Florida man story. Um, There's like a kind of drug cartel. They're smuggling in the the illegal drugs inside shipments of tobacco, which seems like a bad... If you're going to smuggle drugs, you wouldn't smuggle it inside other drugs, you would assume? Yeah, like what is it? Just like joints in a Marlboro box? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so they they got this uh, drug ring going. Um, their enforcer is Mr. No Legs. He's a uh, paraplegic, um, but he's got like a juiced out wheelchair with like shotguns built into it. Hmm. He doesn't fuck around. Okay. You think, oh, no legs? What is he gonna do? And he'll he'll blow your ass off. But there's some situation with like one of the lower level crime guys accidentally kills his girlfriend, and they set it up to look like a a drug overdose, but her brother's a cop, and so they're investigating it, and Mr. No Legs has got to shut that shit down. Okay. It's intricate, because now you're, you've introduced a lot of, like, characters and relationships, even within that. You got the brother, you got the sister, mm. you got the Mr. No Legs and his operation. That's a lot of moving parts. Did you make that up overnight? I'm a little less... Feeling like this is you versus possessed, mostly because possessed is so fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like I like the idea of the the antagonist being someone you typically be like, well, maybe I should feel sorry for this guy. But no, don't feel sorry for this guy. Hope that he's Mister No Arms later, <laughs> as well. <laughs> Hope he just gets all his limbs pared down until he's just a. Uh, harmless little floating head in a jar. But mm-hmm. Even then, he probably has rockets attached to it. Probably. All right. I like to th- I like the sound sound of that as a trilogy. But go on. <laughs> he okay. just keeps losing body parts, but it's more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Film number three is titled Fetus. Mm-hmm. This is one where we have uh, the IMDb violence rating comments. The general overview of the film is. There's a couple, they're having a baby, but wife dies while pregnant, man's distraught. He kind of uh, explores some supernatural ways to 
get back in contact with his dead wife in his in his grief. Okay. In the process of that, uh, man has sex with a corpse. Oh, as one does <laughs> when grieving. Man decapitates a fetus. Okay. A woman stabs at her crotch, and an insect crawls out of man's penis. Ow. A man has his stomach slashed open, and a baby crawls out of it. Then he has half of his head pulled off by a gory creature. Just half? Just half. That's always disturbs me more than the straight decapitation. Yeah. Like, when it's, like, half the head's gone now. Because, like, when the whole head's gone, it's it's almost cartoonish, almost like just an unfinished drawing. Mm-hmm. But when it's half the head... Like they did that with the final destination, where the guy was arguing by a train track, ran over a piece of sheet metal, and the sheet metal flew through half the man's head. Mm-hmm. A lot like my ghost ship fear. I hate things just all of a sudden going through somebody. Yeah. That's my worst fear, is sudden halving? Sudden dividing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, a man pukes out his intestines which cause his face to implode. Another man tries to stick his thumb through the man's opened windpipe to suffocate him and end his suffering. He later decides to crush the man's remaining head. The remaining part of the head? Yes. Wow. And are you? would you be pulling like a trick where you just like give a fake title and then list a bunch of shit from a different movie? That's what I did last time. You did do that. So let's see. Let's see. Fetus? Mm-hmm. It's now that you're introducing everything. I feel like possessed. It's very Ian centric. Mm-hmm. It's a very silly method of death. Mister No Legs, possibly Ian, possibly not. I think your subversion of the antagonists is an Ian trademark. But fetus and these things, unless it's a trick. Which could be trick or truth part two. I feel like that's more true. Let's go to the next one. Okay. So this is the final of the initial four. This is a newer film. It's called Satan Likes Your Comment. <laughs> God, I hope this is you. <laughs> so it starts off as kind of a social commentary sort of deal. You know how like our social media is like uh, tailored to us. There's algorithms that sort of give you what you want to see. And so it shows like these emerging realities that different people experience. The twist is that those become manifest as like alternate timelines that kind of interweave. And so there's like you've created your own reality and some people create realities with uh, spooky monsters and demons and things happening kind of a dystopian techno-horror kind of thing. So people's interests and stuff like that manifest in reality instead of just within these algorithms? Yes. Wow. I love that idea, though. Good Lord. And that's the four. So we got Satan Likes Your Comment, which I think, honestly, is if it's if you didn't make it, we're making it. <laughs> we've got Satan Likes Your Comment. We've got Fetus. We've got Mr. No Legs. And we've got Possessed. Half of these are Ian. Half of these are not. Possessed, you claim to be a Lloyd Kaufman trauma film. Or a trauma film, I expect. A trauma film. Which I could see. I could see it being a trauma film. They're definitely uh, not strangers to the uh, 
fart humor and poop jokes and yeah. But the very presence of the, the of the poop monster, monster made of poop, mm-hmm. and knowing that's in dogma makes me feel like you created that as some sort of chimera film. What's all the ass humor I know? I mean, I can name some trauma films with poop monsters. <laughs> it's just a standing trope there. It's- <laughs> There's one called Monsterd. Okay. Which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Fetus, that sounds like a bit of a, a morality tale. And Mr. No Legs. The thing with Mr. No Legs is I feel like Mr. No Legs, given it's centered around a drug cartel, must have been made decades ago when that fear was more prevalent in the mind of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would make a drug cartel show. I think you'd make a wheelchair antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> that I have no doubt, but I think just the drug cartel aspect, like maybe it's a little outdated in 2020. I guess this is where I'm going to land for these four. Mm-hmm. You created Satan Likes Your Comment and Fetus. 50%. Ah. Satan Likes Your Comment is mine. Nice. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I wanted about this. <laughs> Possessed was the other. Oh, okay. I was, I was leaning towards that. Yeah. But like all that... All that dispersion you cast just now <laughs> maybe like, oh, maybe it was fetus because of the morality tale mm-hmm. aspect. But shit, possessed is good. <laughs> Dude, here we are. We got possessed. We've got Satan likes your comment. Those two films should be made. Scott Cast Productions. There you go. Put it in the docket right now. We've got like a our own Hollywood like blacklist <laughs> of like screenplays that need to get made. <laughs> For, for the bonus. For the bonus. This for those is for, of you playing yeah, along at home. This is for Scott Castigators. This is this will multiply your vote if you get it right. It's mm-hmm. 50-50 chance. If you get it right, you know. No even, cheating, though. Don't be Googling. Don't Google this. But even then, like, a lot of these films are very, like, culty. Like, yeah. maybe they wouldn't even be found on Googling. I remember one time um, I was watching a podcast about Grindhouse films, mm-hmm. and they had a film they were talking about that I was like, I can't find this anywhere. I can't find it on Amazon. I can't find it anywhere. I had to ask Ian about it, and you were like, oh, yeah, that's an obscure that's an obscure one. Oh, yes, it would be very difficult to find a copy of this. Mm-hmm, yes. Sinful dwarf, right? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you did Google it and couldn't find it and it was real. Scott Castigators, be wary. But this is very important for the pot election. It gets you three times the vote. Mm-hmm. So, trick or truth, this one's called Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. This is a... Is it a film about people who hate the way people talk to animals? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can identify. <laughs> <laughs> this is a um it's a remake of an older film. I don't know if you're familiar with uh Jodorowsky. He was like I don't know if he's Spanish or Mexican, but he did Jodorowsky being Spanish or Mexican. I think he is I think Spanish. that's a sign for the old Scott Castigators. <laughs> that's the most Russian sounding Polish that kind of European block name I've ever heard and you're throwing out Latin yeah. names? Latin? He's Latin. Origins? Yeah. Orwalski? Yodorovsky. Yodorovsky, and he's Latin. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> Everyone's got three votes now. <laughs> so if you're familiar with uh, like El Topo, 
was one of his. Uh, Holy Mountain is the film that this film's based on. Um, it's like a kind of like. Do I not know about like the Polish section of Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Google your. <laughs> This might be a problem. It's so obvious. We haven't got to the plot yet. <laughs> Alejandro Jodorowsky. He's a Chilean slash French filmmaker. So South American. Chilean. Alejandro Jodorowsky. Oh, that Alejandro really helps out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll cast my name origin dispersions so, aside for now. He did some really weird, like kind of surrealist films back in the 70s including Holy Mountain, which is kind of uh, of like uh, a weird version of like Canterbury Tales. There's like a group of people that are going to a destination to kind of uh, to the Holy Mountain to discover the meaning of life, and they kind of each tell their tales along the way. Um, But it's really weird. And so, in order to up the weirdness, this remake, Doggy Woggy's Poochie Woochies, retells that story using only dogs. Okay. Scott Castigators, <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Did Alejandro, uh, the, the Polish Mexican, create this film using only dogs? So, wait, did you supposedly see this or not? I've not seen this, no. Did you see the cover art? Yes. Okay. Is it animated dogs or dogs that just have the voiceovers like Homeward Bound? They're real dogs. Okay. We got to make a fucking pet movie, man. You've got you've got a cast. <laughs> <laughs> cast of cats. We should do like a we should make make a little a Scott cast film where Hedwig Billin <laughs> is trying to like exert some influence over the two new cats and the two new cats have to mature and learn how to, you know, love and be righteous and be selfless and in pursuit of defeating the villain Hedwig. Mm -hmm. And we could do it just by, like, lame-ass voiceovers filming cats. (laughs) (laughs) You know? We could, yeah. I could just have Bronwyn literally just be like, Bronwyn, I need, like, at five seconds a clip, I need, like, two hours worth of cat footage. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) I'm sure you guys already have it. (laughs) We'll piece it together, voice it over, and create a stupendous film about cats. And the style of the perhaps mythical Alejandro Oliolovsky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. So Scott, so Scott Castigators, be sure to visit the scottcast.com forward slash election. I should just make it forward slash vote. Yeah. Okay. TheScottCast.com forward slash vote. Go there, cast your vote, and add in, is this thing trick or is it truth? Doggy Woggy Woogie Poogies. What's it called? Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. Is there like a apostrophe in Doggy Woggies? So it's like, it's the Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. It's Doggy Woggies, exclamation point. Poochie Woochies, exclamation point. Oh, two whole statements. Z's on the end of Woggies and Woochies. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so please go to thescottcast.com forward slash vote. Vote for next Pod King. Include Doggy Woggies, Poochie Woochies, real or not. 
Don't Google it. Don't Google it. I know you know how to spell it now. (laughs) (laughs) But don't Google it. When you've cast your vote, and if you're right, your vote is worth three times as much. The candidates running on the originalist platform is Scott from ScottCast. Running on the new ScottCast platform is PodKing Ian Dixon. And running on whatever the fuck platform he decides, <laughs> Sneaky D. David Vanderhaden. Of course, there's a write-in ballot. Mm-hmm. So with a concerted effort from Scott Castigators and a write-in ballot, we could have a complete stranger become podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Scott Castigators don't let me down with this vote. Yeah. You know, I want it to be a landslide one way or a complete upset another there might be some problems with the sneaky D ballots. There might be some hanging chads. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. We'll see. Go okay, to the scottcast.com forward slash vote. On air. Listen live. How do I click this shit? Live show chat. Oh. 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 I was just telling the audience they need to go to the scottcast.com forward slash vote to vote for the next podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, the elections, the, the the results are are already starting to come in. But you know, we got to get those late mail-in ballots that people have been the, the actu- email bags. That actually, are in. nobody's voted yet. <laughs> I'm now <laughs> announcing it. <laughs> okay, okay. Now announcing the the URL. <laughs> but yes, so David's trying to claim victory before any votes have been cast. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> actually, I mentioned it last episode, but I'm not sure the episode's out yet. We are just now getting into the second half. Of the cast. We were both curious. Did you happen to get the lightning-shaped bottle of Tesla tequila available to uh, from Elon Musk mm. this past week? It was sold out, unfortunately. You know, I didn't manage to get my grubby little paws on there in time. But I didn't know, like, uh, Elon Musk was a big uh, alcohol guy. Yeah. It seemed like a... A weird kind of uh, product to put out there, but also <clears throat> considering he owns a car company, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't think car companies and booze are legally allowed to mix. <laughs> he also sold flamethrowers. He's not a flamethrower guy. I mean, well, sure, on. no, I'm he not sell saying whatever they need to. No, I'm not saying like, they literally sell bricks. To people, I'm not. I'm know? not like, saying like I'm not saying it's like a weird choice for him. I love the flamethrower. I love all that, but as a car company, the last thing you want to associate yourself with is drinking and driving. <laughs> well, you can if the car drives itself, so why not? <laughs> is, that, is that in like You're an... Just boozed up out of, your, out of your mind, just drunk as shit, driving in your Tesla. Yeah, that's what they want. That's what they're encouraging. I don't know, man. I keep I keep seeing like all these news articles, a self-driving car just drives itself into a wall because a guy was sleeping. I don't think... Uh, mm. I don't think the booze excuse is going to work. Do you think? Do you think Elon is uh, England for the drunk driving population or something? <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Tap into that. <clears throat> people have their licenses taken away, or have too many points for people who have DUIs. They're going to be like aggressively going after those people <laughs> in the marketing. By the way, not like <laughs> legally. <laughs> nah, both. <laughs> they spare no expense, Scott. I see. Not only is there that the only car news happening lately, but there is a flying car, Ian, David, mm-hmm. that is now available for purchase, highway ready from like the Swedes. Hell yeah. 
It's a tricycle. You say it's highway ready. You mean it's more like skyway ready. That's you right. Take this in the highway <laughs> where there's, you want to fly it over where there's not people. I don't think people understand like, why cars like flying cars haven't taken off? Because it's like if you run out of gas on a regular car, you just are on the side of the road. Shit out of luck. If you run out of gas when you're flying a car, you're dead. So, well, I mean, you don't have to worry so about running out of gas problem. when you have a 26.4 gallon tank and over how do you say it goes for like 300, 400 mile range flying. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But you know what people do is they just wait till that they get their 399 miles and like, well, about time for me to fill up here, I guess, and they push it to the edge. So I do know my uh, E setting on the old gasometer very well. Like, <laughs> how long can like I you ride mean below that? the E? You oh. mean like when it's actually past the E? And you're like, oh, I got about this much actually. I still have about another half. Yeah, a tank. when the when the arm is resting upon the little pin. So Ian, would you get a would you you get in a flying car, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine you wouldn't have that same feeling of like, oh, I'm just gonna ride this to empty when you're flying. Nobody does that. I think there's a different ethos. So if you had a flying car, first off, what's your commute like? It's like a commute. What it's like uh like right now currently when I'm actually driving? Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh like ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. 10 to 15 minutes, so that's it like... could be shorter if I got on the highway, but I generally take the side streets. As the crow flies, that's like what, seven miles? It's like f- five, less than five. You got 300-mile tank here. Yeah. You know, it takes 100 feet to take off and land. I'm not going to buy a car until flying is an option. Mm-hmm. I've got a Dodge Nitro right now, and it's all paid off. It's a little rust bucket. I'm not going to take it across the country. But next time I do take something across the country, you bet your ass it's not going to be on the ground like you fucking land lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be flying through the sky in my new flying car made by the Dutch. You should like that, Sneaky D. I do. The Dutch made this flying car. I am Dutch. Sneaky Dutch. Are you going to switch from being a Elon Musk shipper to this here Dutch company, Pal V? They're even your pals, man. I think you need to be pro-flying car, man. Isn't it like I, a ghost pirate ship, the Flying Dutchman? Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Very, very... Uh, That's probably do- what I would name my car. <laughs> <laughs> my flying car. <laughs> like how people name their boats. I, nice. I don't have any loyalty to Tesla. I mean... Besides your stock. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can still make money from them. Doesn't mean I have to be like loyal to them. <laughs> I just go with whatever uh, pushes the industry forward. So if they're not the front runner, somebody else will be. I think it's going to be Pal V, man, with their fucking flying helicopter car. Mm -hmm. It's got better range than an electric car. And you're flying. Like, I don't care about the environment that much if I get to fly. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't really be ruining the environment if it's electricity that's not from coal power. Eventually, that'll be the, the deal. Right now, it's just nothing that's electric is really helping the environment, but it will be later. Good point. I can't wait for this helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Electric helicopter. Oh, yeah. And I bet they can probably, uh, Tesla could think of a few ways to put an engine in here that's powered by laptops. Probably. I mean, like lithium-ion batteries? This is where competition fails. It's when we could have Tesla and Pal-V working together 
creating a flying car. The flying Dutch African man. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, because Elon Musk is South African? Where's the yeah, African part African. coming in? He's African. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So uh, South African, it's kind of different. No, it's Africa. <laughs> no, that's where all the racist people are. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, I guess. <laughs> It's where the white power lies. If you really needed uh, to yeah. specify it that far in, in the company, <laughs> did, in the name actually. of your flying ship. <laughs> hey, look, Elon Musk and his flying Dutch Africa, but the racist part of Africa, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's the episode title. <laughs> there you go. Bit of a tongue twister. I don't know. Doesn't really fly off the tongue. Like we started off real strong with Flying Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> like that's classic. That's a fantastic name. And it's like futuristic, but it looks to the past. That like tells you about human history right there in a mm-hmm. few sentences. And, and like now we're like splitting hairs over uh, uh, Elon Musk's Africanness. Well, isn't Davy Jones also, is, is, is that his ship too, the Flying Dutchman? I think I that's the Pirates, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that. Yeah, actual so there thing. you go. Name is David. Davy. I'm Dutch. Flying Dutchman. It works. They can call me Davy Jones. There we go. David that's, Jones. That's my flying. That's my flying Dutchman. Fucking fantastic, man. <laughs> Hard light turn. <laughs> David. Well, I mean, okay. It fits in with the Musk stuff because he's doing the uh, Neuralink stuff too, right? That's true. That's true. Brain experiments. But yeah, some people are uh, a bit more timid about brain experiments. Some experts fear that lab-grown brains will become sentient. Hmm. What are you talking about lab-grown brains specifically? Check this out, man. Popular mechanics. Let me tell you, in popular mechanics, (laughs) the idea of sentient lab-created organoids raises ethical questions that rips through the science community as we speak. Think about it. You're a lab-grown brain. All you know is your lab-grown self. Electrical impulses fly through you, but you don't have any senses to make sense of the world. But then again, that's really all our senses are, our eyes, mm-hmm. our tastes, our, our hearing. It's just, it's just organelles, right? Or organs. It's uh, electrical organelles. impulses. Electrical, yeah. Created by electrical impulses. Who's to say that our brains are capturing as much information through our little sensory organs as these sentient lab-grown brains. What if they are capturing something different, something more substantial than what we can in our limited form, you know, as little crazy naked apes? Mm -hmm. What if these things see the real world and like they become like flying brain monsters (laughs) with their pal V flying Dutchman? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they could interface with an actual flying car, that'd be pretty badass. But it, right now they can't because they have nothing to interface with, really. But if you could hook them up with the circuits, then yeah. Like you could probably have like, a, you could be like uh, symbiotic with someone who's got a neural link, I suppose. But there was that one episode where I talked about senses and we talked about the brain being just floating in a jar you know that's essentially what we are it's just floating inside your dark skull getting impulses mm-hmm. yeah. and i talked about how you could create extra senses and so you're saying that this thing could have its some new sense that we don't have and uh, and i would argue that we also could expand our senses further than we have like i t- talked about with that vibration thing that the vibration vest you wear where you get to feel like- the pulse of <clears throat> like amalgamate, like taking all this information in all at once. Here's like how downloading here, in the matrix. Here's kind of how I view this. Have you ever seen Daredevil? 
he goes yeah. blind, but then all his other mm-hmm. senses are enhanced. And like, I feel like we're encumbered by our many myriad senses we've developed as like humans. This thing, it's just a brain in the ether. It's probably developing senses that like far surpass our own daredevil style. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, like we're dealing with a we're, we've created the alien race because mm-hmm. these things are developing in a completely different evolutionary capacity, right? Or is it like actual human brains? What's going on here? I think it, it's like parts like neural tissue. So, like, if you got somebody with a traumatic brain injury or, like, a disease that causes brain degeneration, they're growing cells or, like, brain tissue that could be mapped into that person's brain. But before you kind of, yeah, interface or merge those things, what if that tissue has some sort of sentience? Where does our... uh, humanity come from really shit so like the idea mm-hmm. is like they're trying to make brain implants mm-hmm. can you so you'd be able to like clone the brain of like a living human make a copy of it you could grow brain tissue from like stem cells yeah i could see there being like there being like a cult where people are like there somebody shares their brain tissue with everybody and it gets like cloned and they're like we all want to be like you. <laughs> and they all like have that brain, their brain fused with their brain and they're one big hive mind. Dude, like I can everybody see likes that Elon happening. Musk. So they're like, I want some Musk. I want him in my head. <laughs> they already want him in there with Neuralink. So why not mm-hmm. just do it with some fleshy, fleshy stuff? But that's a pretty sweet concept, though. You just, you just mentioned there that you like a, to, a common brain that I'm going to implant you with a bit of my brain. Mm-hmm. And then that. Bit of my brain's gonna get into your brain, and then like we're all gonna pick your brain. act within a hive mind, mm-hmm. you know. And this is this crazy brain that's developed these intrapsychic capabilities. Shit, dude! I think I think we just came up with yet another movie concept. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking of when I said I was like, this would be a good like a little plot for a movie. Is uh, everybody is in this like cult, and they're like, hey, we're all gonna have a little bit of this. Or maybe they all share each other's brains with each other. It's like, a, you know, that way you don't have to clone anything. You just be like, here's a little bit of mine. You can have a little bit of yours. Mix it like one big melting pot. Maybe we can flesh yeah. that out in our next Hamtramck Avengers <laughs> uh, comic brainstorm. I think that's within universe at this point. Yeah, that's what we call it, the brainstorm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the freaking con- whole concept there. Yeah. Fucking love this. We're going to can this topic because now it's podcomics territory <laughs> and this is happening. So look out for Scottcast podcomics. Uh, me and Ian uh, recently collaborated a little bit and David chimed in a little bit. Uh, we, we've got Hamtramck Avengers number one planned. This is going to be the Fantastic Four number one of the podcomics universe. Let me tell you, if you're going to buy a comic these days that's not the first Superman or the first Batman, you want Fantastic Four number one because that was Stan Lee's first fully written comic. And we're making that with the Hamtramck Avengers. Not plot-wise, just impact-wise. We're, we're slugging culture. I'm planning 60 years from now, some movie studio is going to finally buy it, and we're going to be like, we don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> we'll die. 
Yeah, it's except for awesome. our old age. <laughs> Gotta worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could spend all this money. I wish I wasn't so damn old. Oh, shit. <laughs> My well, damn nurse just got works. rich. <laughs> <laughs> you like, yeah, George R. R. Martin just sitting there, just trying to grind out that last little bit, and you got nothing left in the tank, and you're just, yeah. You're yeah, out of that, shape. That poor George R. R. Martin. Like, why would you sell a story before you finished it? Like, I have not finished stories, and I have never have fucking faith it's going to be great at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should have gone the, you know, like, some people, they handle the money well, the money and the fame well. Like, I mean, just look at J.K. Rowling. <laughs> not right now, but, like, before, when she bought, like, a fucking castle for herself, I was like, damn, okay. Like she has like a Scottish castle. Like she bought herself her own little Hogwarts. But then you got other people. It's like you could have all the money in the world, and they're still gonna have the same lifestyle, pretty much. Is that what happens with George R. R. Martin? Is that his problem? I didn't realize that was his problem. He just needs to buy a castle. That's his problem. Yeah, he just needs he just to buy a castle. <laughs> <laughs> George, if you just spent your money, you'd be fine. You'd be creative again. Go get yourself a flying Dutchman. I guess he married. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wouldn't go to a wedding with that guy. If you know what I'm saying. Like a red wedding or mm. purple wedding, really any color wedding. Is this a reference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So guess Come what, on, David? Scott, you never heard of the red wedding, even though you didn't watch the show. Everybody knows the red wedding. Exactly. Actually, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly mm. the case mm. that's happening. But do you know about this, David? You you claim to know everything about yes, biology. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Let's not even let's, <laughs> let's not even talk about it because I already know. <laughs> I just assume David thinks he knows everything about science. I don't. <laughs> Check this out. Scientists didn't even know this until recently, and I kind of want your opinion on how this could be fucking. This could be like missed platypi. Not only are they the only duck-billed mammal that lays eggs and spits poison, something like that. It's got a poison tail or something. Okay. But it glows in the dark. Oh, it says bi- it's bioluminescent? Yes. Like, Glo- I mean, it glows in the dark. Yeah, man. It's like glowy. I don't know. You think they would have noticed that before? I guess they never tried to study him in the dark. <laughs> They're like, let's not follow these suckers in the, at, at night. Let's get them at day when you can you know, keep an eye on them. People just don't feel like studying platypi as much as, I don't know, dolphins and shit. There's like, ah, they're not as smart. They're not as interesting. Why study them? Let's let's study those bony bony ass. What is it? Bony eared ass fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do, man. Real life magic carps. How did we miss this? Like we've yeah. known platypuses ever since we had an idiot go to Australia with a notebook and a and a white man's uh, ledger. <laughs> I guess we've known about platypi for a little while now. I think I remember like there being a story about a guy reporting back to the mainland about platypuses that he described this creature to him in text, didn't draw it. And the guy was like, what? You mean this? And he sent back this monstrosity of like <laughs> a beast. <laughs> this crazy like duck bear that Chimera. <laughs> fucking shoots poison like forward out of its ass standing up. <laughs> That'd be a good, uh, that could be like a good Pokemon duck bear. It's like half a duck, half bear. 
Yeah. It like tries to attack you, but it's got duck bill, so it just can't do anything, but it's like really fucking strong. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I'm can... actually afraid of duck bills. I would oh, rather get bit really? by a mammal of equivalent strength than a duck bill. Mm-hmm. I guess besides platypus. Because duck bills, What's like, wrong with they're like, they're just bone and they come down on you like a vice grip, possibly a wire cutter. What is the wire cutter thing? You're scarred by that. Just let it go. It's not the same thing as a duck bill, for God's sakes. <laughs> Earlier in the pot, I actually brought it up again, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm obs- I don't want this to happen to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bill. It's, it's not meant for tearing through flesh. <laughs> Are you it's sure? very efficient. It's Are like a butter sure? knife. Do you, are you deathly scared? Do you own butter knives? Are you okay? I own like, butter knives. Like, oh, no, this uh, fork is much safer. Fine. I'm okay with that. It's wire, and it's it's those, like, that, that, that kind of sharp slice through flesh that I just cannot abide. I imagine like shovel, when I'm next to a duck, digging in. like, it just has to, like, snap, like, and then, like, my finger's off. No more fingers for Scott. <laughs> you watch it just tear through that bread like a like a butter knife through bread. <laughs> and you're like, shit, this thing is... I don't want to mess with that. Check this, dude. Fresh off the Google press. Meet the meat-eating ducks of South Georgia. <laughs> it sounds like something out of a bizarre horror movie. <laughs> like fried chicken or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just go to KFC. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like this shit's good. I hate chickens. Those meat eaters, like they're like, yeah, I'll eat that now. Like we don't. My species doesn't really eat meat, but damn, that shit's good. You deep fry it. They just love the bread. They're just like people. They don't. You know, it's not like they like the chicken. They like the deep fried bread that's on on the outside. There's a supposed photo of this duck meat eating duck. There it is. Oh Jesus Holy Christ! Shit. <laughs> this is fucking intense. This is the most metal picture I've seen in my life. I'm I'm setting this. I'm should this I, the should I be able to see this? I know I'm on the live show. Should I, I click on live show chat or will that kick me out? Uh, we'll click just on give it. it a click. Yeah, it's fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I can see. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, like, click on, I gotta make it bigger. Damn. Oh my. Looking like a. There's a blood all the way up there, under their, all over their face, all over their chest. Tell Damn, me you're not afraid of ducks now. Okay. Tell me you do not join me in my fear. Look at this thing. If you don't. If you don't believe dinosaurs became birds, you're going to have a change of opinion when you see this photo. We're going to link it in the show notes. I was this sold is on this the impactful. butthole thing, but this is also the te- from the other side, convincing they're convincing us from both ends. It's uh, that, that looks like little raptors just yeah. chowing down mm-hmm. on somebody. And then they got definitely dinosaur buttholes on the other side, so you don't want to fuck with those guys. Exactly. I'm at a shock and a loss for words. Animals are insane. I love the animal kingdom. We have to protect them, you know, because this raw chaos that they exhibit is what we as humans need to embrace as the reality of order. For order to exist, there must be a chaos to match against. Mm -hmm. And animals are the perfect balance of their own personal order and chaos. Look upon this photo. We have two meat-eating ducks. Basically... What is that, a bear, but like the last 10% of it? It's some kind of mammal that's, yeah, been... Uh, it's mostly gone. Eviscerated by these fucking ducks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can't even tell what it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how are these ducks still hungry? Good Lord. So- no, that's the thing. They never were hungry. They just had a thirst for blood. 
<laughs> they were thirsty. <laughs> we weren't hungry. We were just thirsty. But, you know, this is just a surprise because it's like ducks doing it. A lot of yeah. animals do stuff like this. They eviscerate monkeys, for instance. Mm-hmm. They, they'll they tear your face right off. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I won't fight for their rights to live in the wild and tear faces off. I think they deserve that. And so does Costco. <laughs> <laughs> What does Costco have to do with it? <laughs> Costco drops a brand of uh, coconut milk because they use monkey slave labor to gather their coconuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was this an earlier story that you were talking about? Uh, this is a uh, this is a story we talk about now. I just brought it up. Uh, all, right, all right. Yeah. I I wasn't aware. Yeah. Costco had such high standards for. The mascots, or, or no, it wasn't even the ma- it was the it was. So how was the monkey? It's not even a mascot. It's in? a part of the operation. Yeah. It, they are employees that don't get paid mm-hmm. by wh- however you'd pay a chimp. How would you write that in your taxes, by the way? <laughs> how many bananas they should the, ate? Should the chimps uh, the the monkeys? Well, let's get specific about the monkey real quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just paid the government some bananas at the end of the year. You guys still there? Yeah. yeah. Scott's oh. trying to find out what kind of uh, primate specifically is being used for this coconut milk labor. Yeah, stupid USA Today doesn't include pictures of monkeys in their fucking article about <laughs> monkeys. Like, why? Like, like, fuck you, USA Today, for not knowing how to journalism. For crying out loud, you have an article about monkeys and not a single picture of monkeys. What are you talking about? The, the 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 thumbnail I'm looking at before I I'm click looking for on, what kind of monkey. It, I'm monkey imagining it. it's like the monkey that Ross has in the that episode of Friends, mm-hmm. hanging out on his shoulder. I imagine it's uh, yeah something native to Thailand where the coconut milk's produced. Okay. So they're oh, that's funny. usually the, the, like smaller. Sorry, old world monkeys, but with the real hands. Yeah, and the emotions. Yeah. Would you would would you like stop getting coconut milk if you learned that uh, a monkey was the one being forced to <clears throat> gather the coconuts? I think it depends on how the monkeys are being treated. Yeah, what's the incentive structure? Because like, it's not like they're gonna pay human labor uh, like a living wage in Thailand True. to get my coconut milk. But monkeys, it's gonna ex- be exploitative either way. <laughs> That's true, but monkeys like. Legendarily, don't have that much cost of living. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you're, if you're like uh, forcing them to pick coconuts with a, a whip and like putting them in cages at night, not feeding them, then that's a problem. But like, monkeys are good at picking coconuts. That's what they do. They're fucking. They're tree dwellers. So if they they climb up there and they pick the coconuts, and you like give them some bananas in exchange. And they're like happy, then that's fine. So, what do you think, David? Do you think Ian's a filthy capitalist? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed a drop. I missed a beat there. I said Last that time. I was I was okay with monkey labor as long as they are uh, treated fairly. If they're given a wage, whether that's uh, yes. through alternate fruits or uh, I think they should be allowed to unionize. I feel like they should have some kind of veterinary healthcare system set up for these monkeys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, good benefits. I, I mean, as long as it's set up that way, I don't have any problem with it. But yeah, just taking advantage of them with no, not, not fair wages, that's 
you can't you can't back that. Besides, every year aren't there a certain number of people that die from coconuts falling on their head? I mean, how many monkeys have died from picking these damn coconuts? That's a good point, man. PETA is the one leveling some charges against uh, against these uh, monkey laborers, these coconut monk milk fil- farmers. <laughs> you know, as long, I mean. I mean, it's kind of a step up from actual milk. <laughs> I gotta say, right. <laughs> you know, it's not like we're like milking the monkeys. Man. <laughs> they want us to to find milk alternatives, and then they get mad when we uh, do the milk alternatives because monkeys. I'll tell milk. you what's a good milk alternative: Soline, where what's they that? make shit from the air itself. It's that article I shared with you guys on the episode. That's father. true. Can you, actually, I'm, I am interested in this. There's a there's a protein mm-hmm. that they make out of air. Like, does this solve every single food problem ever? I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, I I was checking out like their website and reading about it and seeing like how you can invest in it and stuff like that. But it's like, and they have like a little explanation of how they make the protein and stuff. So they take like CO two and they take water and they just take the carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, which is just what you need to make organic matter, and they use that to make a protein, which is pretty cool. They synthesize their own protein literally out of thin air, which Shit. there's plenty of air last time I checked. Plenty of CO2, how, that's for sure. How much would it cost to get a machine like this in my kitchen? More than you have. You first use your own R&D team <laughs> to test it out. Well, you know, they have CO2 scrubbers. We talked about that before when we talked about how global warming was happening. So if you can compare you know, CO2 scrubbers and then take that and make it into another product rather than just saying, well, you know, like let, they got to do something with the CO2 they take out of the air. You might as well make it into food or like protein. That would be pretty cool. Okay. And it was mostly protein. It was like at least 50% protein, I think, like 48% protein and carbs and it has carbs. And I think it, I don't know how they. So it's like the world's it with, most healthy macro based food. It's got the perfect macros for, let's say, a long distance runner or some shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even you know, need to taste know. good. You know that, you you know that better. Flavored up. It doesn't taste good? No, I was saying it doesn't even need to taste good because we got all sorts of artificial sweeteners and all sorts of flavorings mm-hmm. and stuff we can put with it. So, you know, protein by itself could be shit, but yeah, probably wouldn't have it by itself, I would imagine. That's kind of what I picture when I think about this is like that scene from The Fly where he transports the steak from one to the other. And it just doesn't, it's not good. <laughs> like it worked, the steak went over there, but it's it's so, not a steak anymore. <laughs> Ooh. That's well, a lot of, we don't know, like well, there's so many products out there that are heavily processed and why not just make another? Why not just, I mean, people, you know, said, people it's funny in the fitness industry, how people talk about, they don't like processed foods, but it's like, but then they're drinking whey protein. It's like, well, you know, that's heavily processed, right? There's not, there's nothing inherently wrong with processed foods. It's just, it's hard to know where they come from sometimes. Like what the yeah. hell went into making this thing? Yeah. I mean, if, I think if, if we can do it and make it functional and uh, reasonably palatable, then it's definitely worth doing. And it helps the environment. Yeah. Think about it this way. When photocopiers and printers and stuff first came out, like they printed out like the world's shittiest images, you know? And right now, we're on the verge of creating a machine that just out of thin air makes food. This is like Star Trek shit. Like, Hell yeah. A hundred years from now, like we're going to have like one of those microwaves where you just like dial up, uh, I need a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> Boom. Out of thin air. 3D printing. Nothing. 
from the air. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it doesn't even, you don't even need to like, well, I bet you'd probably have to put like in some like CO2 cartridges or oxygen cartridges for like the commercial machine. But fuck. I mean, it makes sense that if you just have the base components, you have carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. It's just how you arrange the molecules that make it into carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Well, not proteins because proteins is a little bit harder because you do need more, you need some nitrogen based stuff. So you need nitrogen. Well, air has nitrogen. You can just fucking do it from that. I'm sure you could because air is mostly nitrogen. So, you know, I I read a cookbook that was like food is all about salt, fat, and vegetables. Turns out, no, it's about these four elements. And as long as we arrange these four elements in a pleasing way, the cook comes to me like, get yourself a little carbon, get yourself a little hydrogen, a little oxygen, a little nitrogen, and a little dash uh, whatever. <laughs> this is how like, sneaky D gets arrested. <laughs> I get get arrested? Yeah, for like having the cookbook and how to make anything. There's going to be like a section in there that has you cooking meth. (laughs) That's how I imagine it. It's like, it's just your passion that led you there. It's not like you're trying, but you're just like, hey, you can also make meth with this, you know? You just do this, this, and this. And then like, this is like in the middle of the steak article. (laughs) It's like a little sidebar on the side. And if you want it, if you change this, it'll make meth. You're like, you're like, oh, I was just, I was just trying to make my own sauce for this uh, thing, but yeah, that's a different kind of sauce. Yeah, it is. That is it's meth that sauce. Is some- <laughs> meth flavored sauce, like, like you know when you do use cooking wine, you use bourbon and you use red wine for cooking. Why not mm-hmm. a little meth? <laughs> Give it a little meth flavor to it. Which brings us to Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> But, What's Florida man but, doing, Math? Before we go again? to Florida particularly, we found the Florida man of China. Did you did you know there's a Florida man in China? Only by ethos. What's the Florida he's, of China? <laughs> he's Chinese as a person. Man high on meth arrested for throwing cash out of his window onto the people below. Why would you get arrested for that? Well, it's like, China. Hey, stop hitting us with this money. Well, here's the deal. Ian said this had the same question when I brought this up to him. Yeah. And... He got arrested for meth. <laughs> <laughs> but the ends justify the means, I guess. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, so the, the ends means just of- justify the means. So they're getting money. Who cares if it's coming from a meth head, you know? I don't know if the Chinese government, Ian brought that up too. It's funny how you guys are going through like the same exact <laughs> thoughts upon. I'm just thinking more people should be story. doing meth. It seems like it's really working well for them. Because it's it, you got to redistribute the wealth somehow in that country. Zing. I don't know if it's working well for him. I don't know if you're supposed to redistribute the wealth at that level of intensity and confidence. He got arrested for confidence. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Too much confidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was confident about a lot of things. He was confident that uh, throwing money out the window would be received well. I'm with him on that. I, I think feel it like probably that would be. was. It probably was received yeah. well. But... He was also confident that people wouldn't question why he's throwing money out the window. And he was also confident upon seeing police at his door that he could explain the situation. (laughs) He's like, I told you that in confidence, everything that I told you was in confidence, I thought, because I was so so confident when I said it. (laughs) Way too much confidence. (laughs) He's just a really enthusiastic communist. He wanted to spread the wealth. And uh, I don't see the problem with that. Yeah. 
I think the thing about China is like they're communist, sure, somewhat as a setup, but I think they're more authoritarian they're, yeah. than actually like let's yeah, redistribute wealth. <laughs> they're a little bit more, yeah, we'll redistribute wealth up to the places of power. <laughs> up to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll also redistribute secrets and uh, intellectual oh. property and uh, viruses at this point. Sorry to our Chinese listeners that were, you know, all Sorry, all, China. All, Thousands of you that are listening right now. That's a good. That's a good question. Like uh, China basically has its own like internet system. Mm-hmm. It's the Great Wall, the Great Firewall. Right. Exactly. They call it. And like, yeah. I don't know if Scott Cast actually gets to China. Now I'm kind of feeling forlorn, and I'm kind of sad for the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're breaking into China, boys. We're, we're breaking into China. <laughs> <laughs> it's Avengers tonight. <laughs> yeah. Time to break down the wall. <laughs> we, we like spend like an entire like Herculean effort getting into China. And then as soon as we're there, we don't want you. <laughs> we hate oh, we don't speak you the do. language. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you got any boys know Chinese? Google oh, Translate. Shit. Oh, wait, there's no Google here. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> oh there it goes. You just triggered your own Google. Before we get uh, caught. Let's go to Florida. China, Florida, or regular Florida? Regular Florida for some genuine Florida man news. So, okay, guys, let's say you're approached on the street. No, let's say you're approached by someone who's reputable, of a well-to-do man, maybe a man you trust. Reputable? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you keep saying it, so it's been several episodes now. <laughs> Thank you for waiting to... <laughs> To correct me no for th- several episodes, because now we've got plenty of uh, tape of me saying it wrong. But a reputable man comes up. I said it right. Yeah, I, I was, was trying to say it wrong. Up, yes. Every single time you guys correct me, my my instinct is to like, you know what? Screw you! I'm going to say it <laughs> wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to say it wrong, and I'm like, which one was wrong? Which explains why I just want you to sound more reputable, Scott. I want you to be. I want you to sound more reputable. Right. I don't want someone to repute you, repudiate you. Is that how you say that word? Repudiate. Repudiate. Yeah, I think that's a real word. I think that's correct. But 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 it makes me think of repudiate when you say reputable. So that's why I was just helping you. I bet they're similar words. So imagine a reputable man comes up to you. He's got a tie. You know, he's got a badge. (laughs) <laughs> he's got he's got a brochure and he's like I've got the experience of a lifetime for you. Your your life is going to change based on this. Everyone you meet, you're going to have the coolest story ever. What do you feel about cuddling with a leopard? And he offers some pricing plan that seems reasonable to you. Mm-hmm. Would you take that deal? Oh, if it's reasonably priced, so sure. <laughs> I, yeah, first thing my first thing would be like I don't yeah, want how you much? guys to think that you're priced out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was gonna say no, but that sounds really affordable. I could I mean, get it's a deal. Just, that's fifty. That's what the thirty percent off mean, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> do we get to pick our own leopard? I mean, uh, what's going on here? You know, we get so to pick like our, it, our one of the batch. I'm saying every object. I'm, I'm saying every objection you have besides the base premise is cleared. The guy's reputable. He's got his certificate. He's got a reasonable price. You're free on the day you have to do it. And the deal appeals to you. Would you take it? Would you cuddle with a leopard if someone said it was cool? 
I would definitely have questions about uh, safety before I agree to anything like that. Yeah? I mean, what would it take for you to be like, okay, yeah, sure, that's safe? I mean, I would be very skeptical. I would have to say I'd need to, like... As be a neutered leopard. Witness, like, interactions <laughs> and, like, potentially have, like, a suit first. on, like, one of those bear suits that, like, you can get shot and you just fall over and it's, like, super padded, <laughs> potentially. Just I don't wear know. a giant sumo suit. Yeah. I would like this. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. I mean, yeah, then you couldn't it, feel the bear. You couldn't feel it though. If you're gonna cuddle, well, you gotta be able to. You feel get a hand it. free, and you can like touch. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is that cuddling? But I would need a lot more petting? detail about like what what the interaction I should expect and like safety wise, what happens if X Y Z. I feel like that's. I don't know. It would take away from the experience for me if I wore a giant sumo suit that protected me, because like then I couldn't go <laughs> mm-hmm. to the bar and be like, yeah, I cuddle with leopards. Mm-hmm. I'm better than you. As a person. Yeah. Buy me a drink. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I forget how bars work. In the mall, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you do there. Like you pay five times as much for beer that I do now. You know, I think the best thing that could have happened is I don't know what bars are worth anymore. Mm-hmm. So sneaky. So you can tell stories to people, <laughs> stories to strangers who don't give a shit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Coddling leopard stories. So what would it take for you to say yes, Sneaky, to the cuddling leopard story? I'd do it. You just do it? You just <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's just say cuddle with a leopard, but um yeah, not for very long. I'd be like, All right, got my five seconds in. It's in a good mood right now. I don't know if it's gonna be in a good mood five seconds from now. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Be like a, we just do like a Shark Tanks episode, a parody of that. Be like, all right, so here's the deal on the table. We got a leopard at X amount of dollars. Are you? Would you be interested? And be like, well, I'm not sure about the safety considerations, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> like each one of us go around <laughs> round table discussion. I can see that. I can see that. But but it has to be. See if you're going to cuddle with it. And you said you already said it appeals to me, so I have no choice in saying that it doesn't appeal to me. So since it already does appeal to me. I would do it, yeah. But, you know, uh, you wouldn't would be have wary to be at actually all cuddling about the fact that it's a leopard. I, I, uh, don't you wonder how soft its fur is? <laughs> yeah. So, I like, mean, you, like you give me a dead one. It. <laughs> it's a reputable man, though. It's a well, you never man. said it was a live leopard. Yeah, I guess you never said it was a live leopard, did you? No, it's a leopard. It's a live leopard, full it's contact leopard. experience. Specifically, like, full dead contact leopard. Experience. I thought you said deaf leopard. Or deaf leopard. <laughs> I was like, dude, the guy only has one arm. What could have what could happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's say twenty yeah. bucks. You get to have a full contact experience with a full ass leopard. Would you? Would you? Would you pay that? If I got to pick the leopard, yes. But if it was just some random fucking leopard and this discount so you have price, and like, you have confidence that you can. Select a, a leopard, leopard that will not maul you. <laughs> oh, hell, hell yeah. I mean, you think you have confidence to pick out a winner out when you go to the pet store and you're like, oh, that cat looks really nice. And then no, it fucking shreds you, shreds up everything and shits outside the litter box and it coughs up hairballs in your face while you're sleeping. No, people don't. People can't. You can't be 100% sure of anything, Scott. That's you never happened live. with Kyle. I just want to add. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Here's why I bring all this up. In Florida, obviously, Davy, Florida, if you would like to know, uh, a man was mauled by a captive black leopard in a backyard zoo. <laughs> he paid $150 for a full contact experience. He paid for 
quote, a full contact experience with the Black Leopard, which allowed him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures if he would like. But of course, he was mauled. This guy got a little frisky with it, and everybody knows leopards only bite if you touch the private parts. He, he was attacked as soon as he entered the leopard's enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. It's like, this fucker, the leopard saw him and was like, yep, not today, not in my house. <laughs> Didn't pay me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pay, pay these claws off. Oh my god! So as soon as he walks in, he gets attacked by the leopard. He gets the full contact experience. Yeah, you know? got it. Is there somebody in the wrong? First off, definitely not the I leopard. I feel like uh, yeah, not the leopard. Leopard was uh, in just being doing leopard. what leopards do. Leopard is as leopard does. Yeah, I think it's the <laughs> the guy keeping it in the backyard. That's probably at fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there. How does he have a backyard zoo? <laughs> and like, how is he running at a clip of like $150 a visit for his little leopard? Mm-hmm. That implies that he's actually had a few other encounters with the leopard, unless this is like, you're the first guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Be the first to try this out. <laughs> That's why it was a discount price. I mean, we're talking about discount pricing. Yeah, it's only going to go up from here, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> that guy in meth when he went in there. He's very confident. <laughs> he might have been. He might have been. I think he would have required that. There's some meth for free on the house when you go, you know, before you go in, take the edge off a little bit. Apparently, it's considered a licensed animal sanctuary for rare and endangered animals. Perhaps he's not in complete trouble, but I can't imagine he's not going to be in trouble at all. about that but like let's be honest as innovative as that was florida man can be actually innovative apparently there are some contact lenses that are difficult for people to remove and a florida man invented this robot that looks a lot like like uh forcing yourself into that clockwork orange situation (laughs) Where your eyelids are held open to to watch a bunch of stimulus, and then like this device with a suction cup comes up and like just like grabs onto your eyeball <laughs> and takes away <laughs> the contact lens. Just the contact lens. Hopefully, and suck your eyeball out with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, well, put it back. Put it back. Yep. Oh. <laughs> It's unknown whether there's a full contact experience uh, allowed with this uh, contact lens. But uh, Florida man, a very varied man that does not exist just within the confines of Florida itself. Mm -hmm. But it's a spirit that inhabits the Florida man and makes them do these meth-addled things. That man in China, he was just on vacation, Florida man, (laughs) as a spirit. You know, and he was like, this guy, he's loaded. You know, and the people down below... They're they're holding up their iPhones asking for PayPal donations because apparently in China that's mostly what happens is is uh digital transactions. Mm-hmm. And he was like, This is not right. These people should have cash. And this guy's hoarding cash because he's a meth kingpin. Whoosh. Took him over. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been as exciting if it was just digital stuff. He has an no. air for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you could airdrop flare, that. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Like, imagine, like, you're 
you're sitting high atop your tower and you have your iPhone and like you're pointing it at people, digitally sending money to people as you see fit. <laughs> like, this person could use a buck. This person could use a buck. This person could use 20 bucks. You know? It would be a nice thing to do if I had money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I imagine the guy... Still get the, arrested for the meth, probably, though, but... Yeah, I mean, the would meth, they, would they the find out? Thing. Yeah. yeah. Like in the, that's, see, there's always a snag. In the PayPal in the memo field, he was like, because I'm on meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did you send this? Because I'm on meth. <laughs> okay, it sounds like a good reason. We've got one more story, and uh, I think this is a story that like uh, typifies a lot of things. I think, Ian, I feel like you should be introducing this story. I mean, I guess it comes back to, yeah, a lot of things, really. It's it's about food production. Yeah. It's about uh, oppressive government regimes, sort of. Oh, yeah, oppressive. Yeah, oppressive, just general. Yeah, oppression. Um, It's about sordid scandals. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of action-packed. It's got amazing characters. <laughs> like, this is going to be adapted into a ham- the first, like, based on real-life Hamtramck Avengers special. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Based on true events? I don't know if you heard, David, but Russia's Sausage King was recently assassinated. I don't know what that means, but oh my God. <laughs> right? Like, what, what, is, what yeah. is a sausage king? <laughs> he's, a, he's a business mogul that, that produces sausages in the Moscow region. Okay. Um, and uh, he's, a, he's a bigwig in, in Moscow there. When you think sausage in Russia, you think of this fella, Vladimir Marugov. Vladimir Marugov. Is that is that Argentinian or is that Latin? <laughs> it's Chilean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Vladimir Marugov is the Russian sausage king. He was a uh, Tiger King kind of thing. What is this? Where's this sausage king, king. Title come he, from? Okay. Meat production. Somebody was mad at him. Maybe I don't know. I'm not going to make a bunch of accusations actually about. <laughs> About, like, like about what? where the sausage comes from, but uh, I got a bad sausage. Someone didn't like how the sausage someone, was made. Someone was displeased, and uh, they stormed his his home with uh, crossbows, and he was uh, killed with a crossbow attack in his own home in the sauna. In the sauna with his wife, by the way. But like in dude, the this sauna. is like freaking Game of Thrones kind of stuff where he crossbows the guy while he's on the toilet. Yeah. Right? They left the crossbow there, too. It's like they didn't even care about the crossbow. Who uses crossbows nowadays? Were they hunting? Hunters? Right. They use crossbows and they're like, hey. I mean, when your prey's in a sauna, they're already soft and supple. Just You could use a toothpick. You know, they're already all moistened up. I picture it like the end of Scarface, except instead of like a cocaine empire, it was a meat empire. And instead of automatic yeah. weapons, they were crossbows. Oh, so like it was a big battle. <laughs> the guy's in like in his bathrobe. <laughs> he's the sausage king, so his gut's like hanging over the railing. He's like, you'll never take me alive. I'll say hello to my little friend Itsky. <laughs> but he was just throwing like meatballs at him. Yeah. <laughs> say hello to my little friend. 
<laughs> skewering people. So was this a good guy? Like, a, was he a bad guy? Like, why? Why I were you so know, man. upset with him? I I think like when you got the label of king in Russia, it's probably kind of nefarious. It's hard to say. I don't know. Hmm. Probably, yeah. I don't know how to if, feel about this because I don't know my opinion on the. Usually, people King don't guys. go like after the, like, don't storm people's homes and murder them if they're like good guys. I don't know. Yeah, like, what's the motive behind this? Like, maybe it was like the sausage prince <laughs> <laughs> got him and his a couple buddies. Like, I want to be the sausage king. <laughs> I am the inheritor of the sausage throne. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this giant chair of just like meat. I'm the emperor of sausage. How dare you? <laughs> Nobody makes sausage in this town without my say. It's all these Russian bears that have been running the grinders. <laughs> they're, they're unpaid bear labor. They're mad about it. <laughs> they're wearing like masks like. coming in. <laughs> it's unknown who it was. It's like this giant bear with a fucking mask over his face. Freaking Siberian wilderness bears coming in. It's struggling with the crossbow for its alibi. (laughs) God damn it. They should make a Netflix series about that called Sausage King. I would watch it. Yeah. I'd watch the shit out of that. The Rise. I feel like we should make that, right? Is that what you said? We could be on Netflix. Like, people like Tiger King. Why not? Just be like, oh, is this this the sequel? They'll be like, hmm, I wonder what that's... No, it's something completely different and and unique and fresh. And like fresh sausage, baby, which is really that fresh. But, you know, bleed it up anyways. (laughs) Old sausage. I think some people age sausage in some way. Usually, yeah, you cure it or smoke it. Okay, yeah, cured aged sausage. I could imagine eating into that. Call us Netflix. We'll make a Hamtramck Avengers like trying to investigate the case of the skewered sausage king. Somehow relates to our logo. The final, yeah, the final fight will be between us and a bear who's tired of forced labor, <laughs> and we'll have a real moral conundrum about it. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, what did we learn today? We learned a lot today. It I feel was, like. yeah. I wasn't here for the whole thing, so I'm excused from this assignment. <laughs> Bullshit. You probably learned more than anybody. So I think I learned no matter what happens, Ian comes at me with a bunch of movie premises. I should follow my gut. Because if I followed my gut, I would have got it all right. But at the same time, like we go through the news and we see that some people who follow their gut, like the Sausage King, and they get shot in it. It's hard to say. And I just want to. Send my heart out to everybody who's having a little bit of anxiety at the moment. They don't know if they should follow their gut or not. I would say of these random selections of stories, 9 out of 10 of them, following your gut works. Flying car. Yeah, it's highway ready. It's got better mileage than the Tesla. You know, human brains gaining sentience. Follow your gut. They're not sending it yet. (laughs) Meat-eating ducks. Stay away from them. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of situations where following gut pays off. That's my core lesson, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. David, do you, have, do, you, do you have differing thoughts? Do you think you shouldn't follow your gut? No, I was just saying you should follow your gut, even if it's leaving your body because you got disemboweled by a cuddly leopard. <laughs> you should follow that gut. Yeah, okay. Or that one was the 10 out of 10. That was, <laughs> that was the one that, did not, that you should not follow your gut. <laughs> if you have a dumb gut... <laughs> Ruining the theme now. I don't. I don't know. How I feel about it's, it's it. It's a good point. You said Maybe most I'm of the wrong. time, follow your gut. Nine times out of ten, but listen to that one tenth of the time. Where Eight out of time. Eighty percent of the time, follow your gut. I think I learned that caution and uh, not underestimating situations is is sort of uh, 
a theme, seemed okay. like. It's like you got Mr. No Legs. He seems pretty harmless. He's got no legs. Watch out. He's got shotgun chair. Ducks. They're nice. They're fun. They're, they're little cute, little quacky boys. Oh, they'll fucking eat, eat a, in an animal. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. eviscerate it. Leopard. Oh, y- you paid somebody to cuddle it. It's going to cuddle and let you pet its tummy. No, it's going to tear your face off. Yeah. Don't, don't underestimate uh, anything. Even being, even being sausage king. Yeah, you, you think, think it's, it's all sausage it's safe and safe on top, and <laughs> and uh, you're gonna get crossbowed. <laughs> Never underestimate yeah. anyone, even if they seem like they're they're the underdog. Speaking of which, vote for David in the upcoming election Ooh. coming up. Go mm. to scottcast.com/slash/vote or whatever the hell it was. Got it. Nailed it. Well, for David, I think that's I what I learned today. For Scottcast Podking, but Ian Dixon probably says vote for Ian. We've got a tripartite ballot, but also there's a write-in section. And also, you don't know about this yet, David, but there's don't an write opportunity. Don't write in Kanye this time. There's an opportunity for people uh, to vote three times only if they get an answer to a quiz we did right today. There's an intelligence screen to this. We should have this in the U.S. elections. <laughs> Can you pass <laughs> a basic series of uh, logical, logic-based questions? Well, it's not logic-based, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so, yeah, I think that is something that they should adopt in the elections. I feel like that would be interesting to see how that plays out. But here we are, and it's the end of the cast, guys. Uh, so, current Pod King, while you sell lame duck Pod King, but <laughs> careful with ducks. Yeah, watch out for ducks, man. <laughs> how about you lead us out, man? All right, from us here at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, we bid the adieu. See you later, Scott. See you later, Scott Castigators. All hail Scott Cast. Cast. All hail Scott Cast. Cast. There it is. There we go. We got it for once. <laughs>